0: Welcome to The Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelsey Goldstein and Ivy Frank. We run The Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind the scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in.
1: Hi,
2: Emily, welcome to the Podcast Connector. We are so excited to have you here today. So if you wouldn't mind just starting off telling us and our listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Sure. My name is Emily uh, Ryman. I'm a licensed acupuncturist in northern New Jersey. So I primarily work out of Bergen County. Um, I've been practicing for the past two years. So I'm fresh out of grad school. And um, prior to that, I was a yoga teacher and interested in energy healing. And I have a background in anthropology. So I really have a love and interest in people and helping people and just natural forms of healthcare.
2: That's amazing. So for those who aren't familiar with acupuncture, can you explain kind of what it is and how it works? I mean, I've personally gotten it before and I understand the general concept of you're getting needles put in your body at a very specific, Point to help assist with something, but I would love to know a little bit more of like the background and the history and how exactly it is that it
1: works. Sure. So, acupuncture primarily came out of China and um, dates back. You can look at like the theories of yin and yang and the five element theory, which all the way goes back all the way to like 770 BC, I think. So, that's been around for over 2000 years. I think there has been some debate. Like, you're always seeing things in the news, like, you know, frozen men discovered with the tattoos of the meridian on his body. So it's like there is evidence that it's been around for a long time. And basically there are meridians on the body and then acupuncture points along those meridians. So depending on what the issue is, there's a couple different ways to approach acupuncture, but basically you would needle points along those meridians to either support the system or clear the system depending on what the issue is. Yeah, that's
2: super interesting. And one thing, correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing I feel like I've observed when I got it before I got it for some gut issues I was dealing with. And I found it interesting because the acupressure points aren't necessarily instinctive. Like it doesn't go exactly over the part of the body that you're trying to heal or work with. So could you just explain a little bit more about that and kind of how that works?
1: Sure. So there are these like principles that we learn when we're in school. It's like the further, the farther. So you're actually draining the channel. So say for instance, like having a digestive issue, you might be working on the stomach meridian, which starts at the top. So you might be like, depending, like say it's an excess condition, like you're having a lot of, uh, like something you want to, clear, you would needle like further along the channel.
2: Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. I had no idea how it worked. <laughs> She's like, we're going to work on your stomach issues. And then I have like needles on my face and my feet, <laughs> but it was a really cool experience. Like I could feel it working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the meridians, um, they go from head to toe. So mm-hmm. meridian is, um, it starts up by the eye, but it actually goes all the way down to the toe.
2: Wow. And how specific are the meridians? Cause I look at that chart sometimes and I'm like, these points are so close to each other, but they're targeting different things still. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is where there's like, there's a lot of different ways you can approach it. For me as a practitioner, I'm more feeling based. So like mm-hmm. all the channels, So like I'm more sensitive to energy. So like to me, I'll feel along the channel. And when I feel like deficiency or excess, I know, okay, for excess, I want to disperse. For deficiency, I want to tonify. So I practice that way, which is a little bit more like Japanese style, but each, each style of acupuncture has a little bit of like a palpation based Mm -hmm.
2: section. Wow. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I think you can't, you can't go wrong because when you introduce a needle into the system, you're going to have an inflammatory response. So your immune system is going to be activated no matter what, which is going to help induce healing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, it's good to know, the location but to me like agonizing over if it's like a millimeter off or like to me it doesn't matter as much because I'm feeling the point I'm feeling where the body is asking for something to be entered into it and that's just personally how I practice So, do you have
3: any advice for someone who's never done acupuncture before I haven't because I'm afraid of needles and it freaks me out I really want to do it, but do you do anything to like make people comfortable or any explanation to make me feel a little bit less uneasy?
1: So I think number one is finding a practitioner you feel comfortable with, because like, Mm -hmm. again, you're going to get benefit from getting the treatment no matter what. You know, so it's like, it's more important that you find somebody that you're comfortable with that can hold space for you. So mm-hmm. personally, like if I have someone who's sensitive to needles, like I'm a very uh gentle practitioner. I use very thin needles. Sometimes I just do palpation and like massage along the meridian because like to me, especially now our nervous systems are so in such a heightened state.
2: Overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> overwhelmed. So like, and I was trained, I learned three different styles of acupuncture and you know, there's and they all have benefits. So like there are certain styles that can be a little bit more aggressive where they do like trigger point and they facilitate like a muscular release and they can be great. But like for me personally, that's way too much. And especially in this day and age, like I find we just need support. So I generally go on the side of gentle. So number one, just find somebody you're comfortable with um, who is willing to work with you and like hold space for you and not going to tell you, no, this is the way you have to do it. Mm Because I believe also like we are our own best health advocates. So even if you're seeking guidance from somebody, you know, your body better than anybody else does. So Mm -hmm. you have to find somebody that's going to advocate for you and empower you to say, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? So, and that's, again, that's how I, that's how I practice. That's how I do healthcare. I love that. Do you also incorporate
3: like other forms? Like is acupressure similar? to acupuncture it
1: yeah. is okay. yeah so you're just you would just be like doing a gentle like pressure on the point instead of needling it i also will do essential oil sometimes on the points mm. so like you know say like certain oils like woody grounding like that would be for more tonifying like solidifying your energy like giving you nourishment or you may do something that's more like dispersing like a mint or eucalyptus or you know depending again on what the situation is so sometimes I'll, I. Even needle point, I'll just do essential oil. And I've noticed in the last year, like, and again, I'm I'm newer to practicing, but like I have found that from the when I started to now, I'm much more gentle and I'm using much more acupressure and much more essential oil because again, people are just like they're fried, like their nervous system is just like shot. So the more soothing and the more nourishment I can give to people right now, that's what I found.
2: Um, on that note, I'm curious how you found yourself on this path, and how did you become interested in? in acupuncture.
1: Yeah, I never in a million years would I have thought I would go to acupuncture school to be (laughs) with you. I'm a very like heart forward person. So I really try to listen to my heart and allow it to guide me. And I did my undergrad in anthropology. And um, I really like looked into like going to grad school and doing museum studies and like, Pursuing that, but it just never really, never really inspired me. Like I I volunteered, I did, you know. And this I can talk like way back, but I always, you know, I always try things. And if it feels like it doesn't feel right, then I'm like, okay, well, what, what next, universe? Like, where do you want to guide me? Mm -hmm. And my journey brought me. I was living in upstate New York, and I came back to New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. And I did my yoga teacher training and so I started teaching yoga and at the time I was getting acupuncture and I mentored with my acupuncturist who then eventually hired me as his office manager and he's like you're gonna go to acupuncture school I was like no way I'm not gonna do it and then a few years go by and I'm like I think I'm gonna go to acupuncture school he's like well, of course you're gonna go to acupuncture school I'm already in like I was doing Reiki I was doing yoga like I was doing breath work so just like was a really natural progression for me and even still I have David where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I do this, but I continually am fascinated by this medicine and just like how many directions you can go in. And so I love it. Like, and I, I really love it. I really do.
2: I find it so interesting. And I think that's a good point. You brought up how you're kind of practicing all these different alternative modalities like yoga and energy healing. And I think it's really awesome how they can all work so synergistically together. And have you found that that really helps with your clients if they incorporate multiple?
1: Yeah, because again, it's, you know, there's no one thing, right? So mm-hmm. I came from thinking, you know, and I see this a lot with my patients to like, fix me, fix me. And it's like, you're not first of all, you're not broken. So I'm not here to fix you. But like, these are just different tools that you can use to have optimization. So I notice a lot of times breathwork comes into it, because the majority of us don't breathe. <laughs> completely. Oh, my gosh, we're all being shallow, We're you know, we're hunched over at our desk all day, and that affects the lungs. And then what happens anxious, depressed, like, because your lungs aren't getting that oxygen, your body's not getting that. So, a lot of times I have to guide people on how to do breathing on the table, um, as well as just like overall mindfulness, like lifestyle counseling, um, like in accordance with Chinese medicine. So, like, and I'm guilty of this too, like eating on the go or eating process like not processed food, but like grabbing a protein bar for breakfast. Like, these are things, like little micro changes, you know, to help support the overall system, um, you know. Chinese medicine is really big on eating like warm food to like, Mm -hmm. so your body has an easier time digesting and like Western we're like salads and yogurt and you know, (laughs) we eat a lot of cold things and our body has to work harder to digest those things. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just finding the balance, you know, because we also have to live, we are Westerners. Like we are, we do live in this crazy society. So we have to figure out a way to balance it out and just be more sustainable overall
0: if you're looking to share your message with aligned audiences then being a guest on podcasts is the best way to do it it is a guaranteed way to get in front of a loyal audience instead of testing your luck with ads or organic reach which is getting more and more difficult this is exactly why we started the podcast connector which is like a matchmaking service for podcasts and guests cold pitch emails often go to trash or are left unread and most podcast hosts only take referrals for their shows nowadays. At the Podcast Connector, we have a huge roster of thousands of incredible podcasts. We get to know each of them individually and exactly what they're looking for and what their audience is like. And we match our guests with aligned shows. We're looking for people exactly like them. We love to make perfect matches. We take the cold pitching out of it. It's a win-win for everyone. So if you are looking to get booked on podcasts, just head to thepodcastconnector.com. That is where you can see all of our options for bookings. Let us take the stress off you focus on the things you really need to be focusing on your business let us work our magic and get you booked on perfectly aligned shows again all of the information is at thepodcastconnector.com
2: i think you made a really good point about stress when i was going to see my holistic practitioner Um, she was doing acupuncture and cupping and also giving me like tinctures. And so we were working with, you know, both herbal support and like, she was very big on, I was very stressed at my job at the time. And she was like, we can do all of the things here, but if you're still stressed at the end of the day, and you are not finding a way to de-stress, we're never going to get anywhere. (laughs) And so it's so overlooked. I think everyone is so focused on finding the solution or like, what is a quick fix for this or this or this? And it all really does come back to lifestyle and Like you said, like another thing that I find people just completely overlook all the time is sleep. And you know, that's so important. If you're skipping out on the on the most important things like taking care of yourself and slowing down and sleeping, of course, everything's going to continue to be out of whack,
1: right? And like being easy on yourself, too. Yeah, there's gonna be days where you can't eat as well as you'd like to or get the exercise that you want to do or sleep as much. And it's like, don't beat yourself up about it. Okay, tomorrow's a new day, like, and it's just doing one little thing each day for yourself, you know, because like, I feel like it can be really overwhelming. It, although it's empowering to be in control of health and healthcare, it can be overwhelming too at the same time. Mm-hmm. So really just knowing having support from someone and also knowing, okay, I don't have to do it all at once, like little things. Little things add up over time and make a big difference. But so you're right. hundred percent like stress. And, you know, that's the thing too. Like, I'm really passionate about this. And like, you know, I'm not saying like, go quit your job and like, you know, but find a different way to relate to it. You know, find If you, if you have to be in that job where you make a certain amount of money, don't feel bad about it, but then find something that will nourish your heart and your soul. In another way, you know? So it's like, again, finding that balance. I do all support you if you want to leave that job and like pursue your dream. That's cool too. But like listening to what's right for you and not feeling bad about the choice that you have to make for yourself, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, you know? Yeah,
2: absolutely. As an entrepreneur, I'm sure you're very busy yourself. So do you have any practices that you like to incorporate on a regular basis to make sure that you're managing your own stress?
1: Yeah, I'm really. I try to get like my breath work in and my meditation in and like movement. So like moving my body every day, getting into nature and like if I don't have time for a formal meditation practice, like practicing mindfulness throughout the day is big. So just like pausing and noticing rather than reacting and like responding constantly. So yeah. just like okay, I'm feeling this in the moment. It's okay. Like it's okay that this is coming up. Um, yeah. But I personally, I love to move my body because that's a moving meditation as well. So yeah, and getting in nature. Like that's the yeah. Best for
2: me. I find I'm totally off if I don't. Well, I have a dog now, so I have no excuses. But if I don't take like my morning walk. I just it throws me off completely for my day. It's really interesting. So that's definitely a non negotiable for me too. And like you said, another thing I've been working on, I noticed myself just so zoomed in on my work at the computer that I literally like lose track of space and time and forget that I'm like here in this moment. And so a big lesson for me right now too is just like literally being present and noticing like, how's my heart rate? How's my breathing? Taking a step back and a pause just throughout the day has been very pivotal for me (laughs) and making sure I stay grounded. So I definitely like those lifestyle tips. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, again, like I don't want people to feel like they have to add more and be stressed Mm -hmm. out because that's the opposite of what I want to happen. So it's just like, just notice, just notice. It doesn't have to be this crazy formal practice. So it's so much more approachable for everybody to do. And also, like once you bring awareness to it, it sparks the change. Like it sparks the initiation for a change in the habit. Yeah. Just take Yeah, I love that
3: small step approach too. I feel like a lot of people in the holistic health and wellness space. It makes you feel like you have to follow this perfect formula, like eat these things and not these or meditate this many minutes per day or drink this much water. And I love that you're Your perspective feels truly holistic to me. You are a human being and you do the best you can and you just take a step back and do things slowly and little tiny changes. I love that you have that perspective um, in your practice. I'm sure that's amazing for all of your patients as well.
1: Well, and it's also like we are human. So we're meant to enjoy things, you know, enjoy having a glass. If like whatever it is for you, like your quote unquote guilty pleasure, like enjoy it, you know? Oh, you enjoy your cup of coffee in the morning you know good enjoy it like enjoy it be present like it doesn't matter so much like I know this is a little controversial but like what we put into the body doesn't ma- it, it matters but it doesn't matter as much as how you feel about it when you do it mm-hmm that's what matters most is how you feel. So like, we have to give more value to how we feel, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, that goes back to kind of what you're saying about if you're eating in a stressed state, like I notice (laughs) I have all these foods that I feel like trigger me, but at the end of the day, if I'm eating it with an open mind and being like, you know what, it's going to be okay when I eat this piece of bread, (laughs) I find that my symptoms are like, are so much milder. It's just crazy. The power that your, your mind and your energy has over the way that things affect you.
1: Yeah, I say that because I did that when I was younger too. I had all these restrictions. I had all these rules. I had these like, but yet I still had issues. So it wasn't necessarily what I was doing. It was how I was feeling about it and the stress like my body. So number one thing I treat is stress. Like it doesn't matter what the issue is it's your stress about it like we all have pains we all have things that come up like but really it's like how do you hand how does your body handle it and how to support the body so you can handle stress because also stress is not going away you know life's not all of a sudden going to be like perfect and easy like we just have to support our system so we can manage it Mm -hmm. do you have any um,
3: like success stories that you've had with your patients that stick out to you that you would want to share
1: yeah I mean I feel like there's always they're on journey. So it's like there's this one person i was working with who was having a lot of digestive issues and she's really reluctant to change and then finally like two weeks ago she was like she texted me she's like all right emily i'm i'm ready like i'm ready i <laughs> see i see what's going on because i said to her like i can only support you but if you don't make these changes at home you're going to keep coming back with the same issue like if you don't mm-hmm. change and i'm not talking like you don't have to change it for forever just for right now just get yourself back to where you need to be and then slowly you can go back, you know, reintroduce the thing because you know, she eats a lot of cold stuff and was having a lot of pain because reading everything is cold, like, you know, and so so finally, she's like, Okay, and then she's like, I have a little bit more energy. I'm feeling a little bit better. I said, Yeah, that's good. Keep doing it. And we'll, we'll go back. But yeah, I'm really lucky. I work with really, really wonderful people. And yeah, that's the one that came up to my mind. I, I love that. It.
2: And I think it takes sometimes taking that first baby stuff for people to like gain the momentum and be like, Okay, so that little change worked. So now I'm gonna start incorporating more and it kind of snowballs into that long-term transformation. Yeah. It's cool to see. I know that was the case for me for sure. Yeah. Well awesome. Um so where can people find you, Emily, and how can they work with you if they choose to?
1: Yeah. So um my website is my name, EmilyRyman.com. Um I do have an Instagram which is just like underscore at underscore Emily Ryman. Um and on there is a link to my website as well. And on the website you can go through emailing me or contacting me if you're in the North Northern in New Jersey area I've been doing a series, like I've been doing a library series at the local library so teaching like introduction to Chinese medicine um, I just finished that series in July I'm going to do another one probably in the fall like maybe October I'm thinking of doing like an anatomy class series and I find because my biggest thing is like I like to educate people mm-hmm. so you know even people on the table because they're like that's interesting. I feel this in a weird place. I said, yeah, it's this, it's, you know, this is what it's related to. I like to educate people, you know, like, so you know what's going on. This is not some secret. This is information that's available to everybody. And to me, the more you're educated as a patient, like the more effective the treatment is also, yeah, you, you're like, Oh, cool. Like, okay. Um, so yeah, so you can email me, I'm always happy to answer questions as well. Cause I just, I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. Email is probably the
2: best. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily, your passion and your work really shows. And I find this to be such a fascinating topic that I think is so relevant nowadays. So we really appreciate you sharing everything with us and everyone go be sure to check Emily out and we'll catch you on the next podcast episode.
1: Great. Thank you.
2: Thanks
0: again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day and we will chat with you again next episode.